Hi, welcome back to Spider's Web. Right now, it's early spring here in Chicago, which means that we'll be wearing slightly lighter winter coats than we've been wearing. Now, spring in Chicago is, is pretty magical. It takes a while for it to get rolling, but everybody in Chicago looks forward to summer because we have gorgeous Lake Michigan. It's such a spectacular scene here with all the, some of the largest skyscrapers in the world uh, keeping this beautiful skyline against this turquoise water. And it's a big, big place for boating. I didn't realize that until I lived here, but, you know, the whole coast is dotted with harbors. All along Chicago, there's beachfront and harbors. So when the boats start coming in for the season, uh, because they can't stay here in the winter, they have to get out by November 1st. And that's when everybody takes their boat away and they either dry dock it or take it somewhere else. But in early April, they start to bring the boats back. And it, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. Now, I have never owned a boat. I've barely owned a car. But I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of friends who love sailing. And I've been on a lot of little voyages. And they always turn out to be so interesting. So I thought I'd share some of that with you in this episode. Sparkling sky, blue above a quiet bay. I let a wish float on the day. Ebbing waves glance on moving sea. I let a thought dance back to my first voyages that I ever took on a a sailing boat, a little sailing boat, uh, was on the East Coast. It was on the Jersey Shore, and I had these two friends. These guys were like serious sailors. They, they They had won races to Bermuda and done all kinds of crazy things, and they had a beautiful sailboat that I think maybe slept four people. Of course, you know, it's it's always interesting because that means somebody stays on like a little couch or something. I don't know what they call it down there. But it was exciting. It was early September and they were going to take an overnight trip. They would be sailing from Cape May, New Jersey up to Atlantic City. And so I was lucky enough to go along and they prepared a lovely lunch beforehand. We sat in the harbor and we had, I think we had beers and I remember these kind of odd sandwiches. They were ham and goat cheese. It was very tasty, but it it seemed like a, a tragic thing to serve someone when they were headed out to rough waters. Well, we didn't know that. 
It was a beautiful, spectacular, sparkling, sunny day. And we set sail out in the Atlantic Ocean in this tiny boat, which I am pretty much no help at all. They tell me what line to pull or something, but I'm not terribly strong. I have to be instructed clearly. So we get out into the beautiful sunshine, and the wind is blowing, and the ocean is getting rougher and rougher. And before you know it, I am hanging over the side of the boat, holding on for dear life. I got pretty sick on this thing, but it was rough. It was absolutely wild. And they seemed unfazed by it until when we docked in Atlantic City to stay overnight. They confessed that they were kind of scared out of their minds, too. So we stayed overnight, and the next day we went back to Cape May, and that was pretty rough, but at least I was, you know, kind of emotionally prepared for it, and I definitely stayed away from the goat cheese sandwiches. Off they sail on the troubled tide, the yacht rolling wildly from side to side. They're tossed about till that poor young oyster finds it's time he should quit his cloister. Up comes the oyster. Back again where he started from, he murmured, I haven't a single qualm. For I've had a taste of society And society has had a taste of me Wise little oyster My next adventure on the high seas also was on the east coast. I knew this couple that lived up in Mamaroneck, New York, which is a very, very charming town above New York City in Westchester. And uh, it's, it's a bit of a ride up there, but you get out there and there are all these charming cottages. And this French couple that I knew, Lydia and Gilles, Gilles uh, was quite the boatsman. He, he owned a little sailboat that was docked in his backyard, so to speak, which happened to have a dock. It was just beautiful. So we went out on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, Lydia was staying home because there were other guests coming, and she was preparing luncheon that would be served on the back porch, which was like this big veranda. So I went out sailing with Gilles and this other French guy named Pierre. And it was a really tiny boat. It was, it was very sweet, and it was another sparkling, sunny day. It was so bright and sunny, and the sun was quite hot. And everything seems lovely, and we're sailing along. And all of a sudden, it gets all crazy, like big waves, and the ship is dipping back and forth, and... I'm being told to grab these lines and the sails are flying around. I'm almost getting hit in the head. At least I didn't have any goat cheese that day. But it was pretty scary. And then I realized on the way back, that well, they're yelling at each other in French. I don't know what they're talking about. I'm just holding on for dear life. And, and they're bailing water out of the boat. And it's like, what? What is going on? And, uh, 
And he goes, oh, yes, no problem, little bit of water. So they're, they're just bailing this water out of the boat. And we get back, and, you know, I, I'm pretty wiped from all that wind and the sun and water. And uh, we speak to Lydia, who's getting some wine opened for us. And she says, oh, how was the sale, Gilles? And Gilles says, Oh, you know, I am glad we got out because the storm is coming. And we look on the horizon and the sky is looking purple. And then she says, and how was the hole? The hole, there was a hole in the boat. And he kind of shook his head and Pierre said, Oh, Gilles, I almost shit myself when I saw that hole in the boat. Well, it was the last time I trusted them to go out. Well, consequently, we had a lovely lunch. And then near the end, this kind of hurricane came. And I I barely made it back to New York City and in my door, because by the time I got to New York City, it was pouring, pouring rain. But another adventure. Just love those sailing episodes. to get you on a slow boat to China all to myself alone get you and keep you in my arms evermore leave all your lovers weeping on a faraway shore in Chicago, I also was fortunate to know a few people with boats. And shortly after I moved here, I was invited by this guy, Norman, who was borrowing a friend's sailboat. And he had a group of people that were going out on this little boat. And they also had a little dockside luncheon before we left. This time they gave people margaritas and Doritos. That was another lovely menu choice. Well, it seemed like, once again, a very calm day. And we went out into Lake Michigan, which, by the way, sailors will say they would rather navigate the Atlantic Ocean than Lake Michigan. The Great Lakes are very hard to navigate because they can't tell when the weather is going to change. There are so many sunken ships that are under Lake Michigan, like gigantic ships. They go under all the time because people don't know what's going to happen next. You know, the weather changes in two seconds. So anyway, Norman takes us out on his little boat that he doesn't even own, and he doesn't really quite know what he's doing. 
and I don't think he bothered to look at the weather at all, but we get out into Lake Michigan and all of a sudden there's no wind and we're just sitting there tipping back and forth and people are getting sick from the margaritas and Doritos and everybody's throwing up. <laughs> it's just awful. And then these flies start to come because it's we're so still, like there are all these flies coming around. So he's trying to get back into the harbor and he puts the motor on which goes very slow, but there is so much fog, we can't even figure out where the harbor is. It was pretty scary, and we came very close to running into another boat. That that was just charming. So we finally got in, and all of us were just crawling off this boat, and I don't know if anybody ever wanted to talk to Norman again. I mean, it was a, it was a noble effort, but it was pretty scary. And then another memorable Chicago voyage. My, my dear friend and landlord, Roger, who is from Germany, Roger owned this big boat. This was like a, you know, a big speed boat. I, I think it would qualify as a yacht. This thing was huge. I think it slept eight people. It had like bedrooms in it. And I have been out on the boat quite a few times, but this one particular time was the end of summer. It it was maybe early September, and he was determined that he was going to cross Lake Michigan because he had been docking his boat here for the summer, but he would take it to this big fancy dry dock that was over in Indiana. And that's right straight across Lake Michigan. And it's quite a trip on water, and you can't see any land, and it's unpredictable. So it was, it was a beautiful, sunny day. Here we are, fooled once again. And uh, there were a group of us, and uh, two of the members of the crew. There was this older guy named Harmon, who was very glamorous and particular, the dog, Schnitzel, was with us, their little dog, and he had his first mate, I guess that is, like your co-pilot, another guy that knew how to handle a boat. And then there was uh, me and his niece, Terry. And so we're on this voyage, and it looks beautiful, and Harmon is trying to have a glamorous moment, so he sits down, he's all dressed up, he's sitting next to the dog at the back of the boat, with a gin and tonic and a cigarette, which he's not supposed to be smoking on there at all. And as soon as we left the harbor, the waves were immense. They were huge. And we look and Harmon is hanging on for dear life. His gin and tonic was three sheets to the wind. His cigarette flew out of his hand. And the dog is holding on for dear life. Uh, we had to put her little harness onto a pole so she wouldn't fly out of the boat. Well, the waves are getting bigger and bigger, and we're out there, and I, I go up to talk to Roger, and I said, Roger, how come there isn't anybody else out on the water today? And he goes, oh, that is because it is a work day. They are all at home. They, nobody is coming out today, but it's fine. So we are out there for hours, and the waves are getting bigger and bigger to the point where they're just like swooping over the top of the boat, like where the windshield thing is. It's just 
big, gigantic waves. I mean, it, it looks like Poseidon Adventure in the sunshine, though. And we're kind of screaming every time one of these waves hits us. We finally get to the harbor at the other side in, in Indiana, and there are people standing on the dock that are applauding us because nobody was supposed to be out sailing that day. But it was not going to stop Roger. So I wish to you that this summer you too have your own sailing adventure. Spider Sail Off, signing off. And I said to myself, sit down, sit down, you rock of the boat. Sit down, said to myself, sit down, sit down, you rock of the boat. And the devil will drag you under, with a soul so heavy you'd never float. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, you rock of the boat. Sit down, you rock, sit down, sit down, sit down, you rock of the boat. Sit down, you rock, sit down, sit down, sit down, you rock of the boat. Sit down, you rock, sit down, sit down, sit down, you rock of the boat.